for some who may not know, I was raised in Inglewood, L.A., in the hood, and uh, don't matter where you raise, right? But it's what the Lord does in and through you. And um, there was a lot of men that didn't serve in a lot of churches that I went to. It's, it's a lot more men here, um, but there are so many men in our church today, like there's some uh, we have pastors on staff, and we have pastors that are not on staff. I'm one of the pastors that's not on staff. I'm a lineman by trade. So God has used all different type of facets of us in order for all of us not to have excuses. Did y'all catch what I said? So my point is, is that a lot of times people think just because you go to work that you can't get involved in ministry. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God wants to use us not only on our jobs, but he wants to use us everywhere we go. There's a gift that each and every one of you guys have that, that I need, that we all need. And the sharper you get, the sharper we all can get. Because last time I checked, there's no little eyes or big U's in the body of Christ. Actually, if you check the record, every part of the body is equally essential. Not only the pastor, I'm talking about from the pew, everyone. If you check... The scripture, there is equal unity and value in the body of Christ. You know what it is? Because it's all about Christ. His whole body is valuable. Nothing's devalued. So those, those, those parts that seem unseemingly or uncommon, like the spleen, like let's say the pastor was the mouthpiece and let's say a deacon was the spleen or somebody who helps behind the scene is like a spleen, equally important in the body of Christ. It's not like the world. Okay, so just want to encourage you guys, let the Lord use you and, um, and see what he's going to do in the life of his church, the big C. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, your love. We thank you for your word that cuts, that converts, that changes all for the glory of God. We pray, oh God, that you would do a work in and through us. Clean us up, make us whole, help us serve you with love, not out of compulsion, but out of love and not fear. We thank you, O God, for your grace, your patience with us. Some of us have wallowed in sin, tested the waters, and you've still been merciful unto us. Remind us of that mercy that is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Bless us in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. Come on, raise your hands. Worship your holy name. One more time. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. I worship your holy name. Amen. Now, you might wonder, why did he have us pull our hands up? Not for me. Um, the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving 
and into his courts with praise. We ought to raise our hands unto the Lord. Um, as you guys worship the Lord and here are even on Sunday, the young men, the women, they need to see us men raise our hands unto the Lord. A lot of us, I've been watching, don't raise our hands. I know God has blessed us all. He's done a mighty work in our, in our lives, so don't be ashamed. Worship him. Praise him. Just, just when we start to think, then we'll start to what? Thank. So just want to encourage you that. All right, turn to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Now for those who uh, may or may not have went through this whole chapter with us, um, I'm going to be completing this chapter with the last P of the chapter, which is promotion. Uh, but I'll give it all to you guys again, the five points in this chapter. And then we give a little summation. Number one, the problem. Number two, the plea. Number three, the prayer. Number four, the prophecy. And number five, the promotion. I'm going to say it one more time slowly for those who are taking notes. Number one, the problem that's found in verses 1 through 13. The problem is found in verses 1 through 13. And the problem was that King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that no one can interpret. And he threatened the lives of others who could not interpret it but dared to deceive him. These were the wise men. So there's a problem in the land. It was a death sentence, if you will. Amen. And then we had the plea. The plea is found in verses 14 through 16. Those who know, Daniel, he gets... He goes before the king and he pleads on behalf to give him more time. Give him more time. And then uh, the prayer found in verses 17 through 23. Daniel goes home and he, and he tells his friends to join with him in prayer because they got a problem. He already pleaded before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, to give him more time. So um, he go to God in prayer. And then after he prays, God does something miraculously like he's done in all of our lives who are believers. He actually uh, answers his prayer. Amen. Everybody say amen. <laughs> so we see the prophecy found in verses 24 through 45 where Daniel unpacks what was hidden from common men that was revealed by divine God who reveals all secrets. And he revealed it to Daniel. And Daniel, he goes through the prophetic order of things, the prophecy, end time prophecy of kingdoms. And we went through that. Tonight, we are at the promotion. And here found in verses 46 through 49. But for the sake of context, we will read it. Amen. So Daniel chapter 46 through 49, then it says, then King Nebuchadnezzar, so this is after the king has already got the interpretation that no man can give, but God revealed it to Daniel. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings and revealer of secrets, since you could since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. 
Also, Daniel petitioned the king and he set Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in at sat in the king, uh, sat in the king, in the gate of the king. Excuse me. So we come to the end of chapter two of our study. I hope we can glean some insight in the life of this young man that God chose to use then, now, and even throughout eternity. The reason why I say that is because even Jesus quotes from the book of Daniel. So if the Lord can quote from the book of Daniel, then we, we might want to put a pin on definitely studying and keying on the life of Daniel. This young man was very impactful, not only in his day, but in the future and even in our day. Amen. If we ought to, if we're going to make an impact, we ought to take a page, if you will, out of book of Daniel. And hence, we are in the book of Daniel tonight. So we, we dare not, uh, don't fall asleep on me, if you will. We want to take notes, if you will, from this young man. Now, Daniel's life made a significant impact simply because his willingness to take a stand. His willingness to take a stand. He chose to face life's difficulties head on, knees bent, and hands raised unto the Almighty. Let me say that one more time. He chose to face life's difficulties head on, knees bent, and hands raised unto the Lord. Something could be said of this type of a man. Something could be said about this type of a character in the life of any believer. A person who faces life's challenges or difficulties heads, head on, knees bent, and hands raised unto the Lord. Now, I like Daniel because his life can inspire those who dare to be like a Daniel. I mean, sometimes we're faced with difficulties and we can face those in fear. Amen. There's times in my life, I'm pretty sure in your life, that we have been afraid of something, but we had to rely upon the Lord in order to give us the strength and give us the courage to face it. Amen. As a matter of fact, if you have children, <laughs> we have faced some difficult things in our lives. We don't know how to raise children. We, we, I, I know I asked the Lord, how, you, how, how do you want me to raise uh, the children that you gave me? It's a fact that we all need to acknowledge the Lord, go to the Lord, rely upon the Lord, the Lord and trust him for insight, wisdom, and understanding when we are, have no understanding, have no clue, and we are facing things that are difficult. Daniel, if we are to have life, a life of success, first, we must be willing to face life's difficulties, you get it, head on, knees bent, and hands lifted unto the Lord. Can I get amen? amen. For example, when you look at the gospel globe trotters in the gospel, they paved the way and made an impact even in our lives. Take, for instance, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. According to Matthew, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going somewhere. I'm setting, you, I'm setting up the scene. 
just so we can dig in with the gangster lean. In Matthew chapter 11, if you will, around verse 7. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. Hold your place in Daniel because we will be going back. In Matthew chapter 11, and starting at verse 7, and it reads, And they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. You see, John was in prison. If you look at the, the previous verses in that chapter, John was in prison for his spineful sermons, meaning he had a spine, meaning he talked about sin, meaning he convict, meaning he offended folk with the gospel. You got to remember that John is in prison because he faced the current leadership and challenged them and told them that you were committing adultery. You guys, you guys remember that, right? John faced his difficulties, problems head on, but he had a spine. Jesus turns to the crowd. See, John's disciples, they come and they ask Jesus, are you the one or do we look for another? And Jesus tells his disciples, tell John that I heal the sick. There's a list. If you look in Matthew. Heal the sick, raise the dead, lepers are deaf can hear, and the list goes on and on. He tells the disciples, sends them away, and he actually gives a compliment on behalf of John. But John didn't hear the compliment because his disciples went back to prison to tell John that basically what we see, what we hear, he is the Christ. But John, you got to see John, he was a man that stood on principles. He was a man that had a spine. Are there any men in the house that got a spine? What am I talking about? I'm talking about a man, a righteous man, who faced the current climate without compromise. Let me say that one more time. John was a man who faced the common Climate without compromise. How do you know that? Jesus turns to the crowd and asks them some fundamental questions. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out? Did you see a man clothed, clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. You see... Here we see John's reputation was not a reed shaken by the wind, nor did John have the reputation as being a soft dresser. What am I saying? He wasn't a comfort collector. What am I saying? In other words, John wasn't swayed by human opinion or fear. I'm going somewhere. 
He wasn't a cream puff preacher, if you will. He didn't relish in the fact of creature comforts in order to compromise his character. He was a prophet indeed. He was a man that stood on his convictions. I'm going somewhere because if we are to be promoted by the Lord, it comes by not taking, you got it, shortcuts. If you want to be promoted by God, just like Daniel, we cannot take shortcuts. What shortcuts are you talking about, preacher? I'm glad you asked. The shortcuts that I'm talking about is we cannot compromise our character in order to receive more cash. We cannot compromise our character with pornography in order to receive more paper. He wasn't pimping from the pulpit, John. He was a man that stood on principles, but Daniel also was a man who stood on principles. How do you know that? Remember I told you there was a problem. The problem was the decree went out and a death sentence went out. But what did Daniel do? He faced his problems head on. He went, he asked to go before the king. Look at Daniel chapter 2 on your own. Read it, study it. He goes before the king and he pleads for more time. Now you do know he could have got beheaded right then and there. But he faces the king with the problem. He's already got a death sentence looming over his head. But what else does he do? He goes home and he goes home to pray. That's key. That's key. The key to being promoted for Daniel, it didn't begin when he interpreted the dream. It began on the backdrop, behind the scene. Where? On his knees. Let me call the roll. This is another man that didn't take a shortcut. When Joseph had to endure being sold by his brothers, accused of indecent sexual behavior by Potiphar's wife, only to land in prison in order to be promoted next in line to Pharaoh. What am I saying? Sometimes our promotions come with some suffering, some difficulties, some challenges. But we ought not to take a shortcut. I tell you, promoted, being promoted by God, we come to this passage of Scripture in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel faced life's challenges in a situation which required God's intervention. The key to all promotions is point number one. If you want to write it down, point number one, to acknowledge the Lord. To acknowledge the Lord. Look, if you will, at the prerequisite to be promoted by God. Let's look at verses 28, 37, 44, and 45. Here we go. 
Look at verse 28 of that same chapter. You still got your Bibles open, amen? Here we go. And it reads, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secret, and he has made known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. Now step down, drop down to verse 37. And it reads, You, O king, a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. Drop down to verse 44. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now, look at verse 45. Inasmuch as you saw the stone which was cut out of the mountain with our hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. I don't know if you caught it, but the common denominator is this one thing. Daniel simply acknowledges God. Did you guys see that in all those verses? Every time he talked to this pagan king, he acknowledged God. That's important, brothers, because he was committed to constantly and consistently acknowledging God. I don't know about y'all, but God is going to bring the record up. There are some who have been ashamed to acknowledge God before men. Daniel, he was unashamed, unapologetic to acknowledge God even before this pagan king. On our jobs, they teach pride everywhere. It's sinful for a man to lay down with a man. For a woman to lay down with a woman. It's sinful. If they were to ask you your opinion, you give them what thus saith the Lord. Why am I saying that? Because Daniel, he acknowledges God in front of leadership without compromise, without fear. A lot of us, we all, get, the Bible says all have sin. Here go the broad umbrella. Amen. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all been ashamed of God at one time or another, another in our lives. Amen. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Holy Spirit has told us times to go witness, and we kept our mouth shut, even in the grocery line. Even with our family. If the shoe fit, didn't wear it. Amen. The point is, is this. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. He wants us to grow to the point to dare to be a Daniel. How could Daniel stand before the king 
and acknowledge God because it was a man of prayer, a man of prayer. He had a relationship with God. I feel some of us make it uh, for whatever that means in terms of success, but our true success is always tied to our link with our devotion to the Lord. If you want to get a promotion, how's your devotion to the Lord? Dan said it, and the God used him. Be faithful over a few things, and I'll make you a what? A ruler over many. What is our first ministry as husbands? Your family. Wives. Family. It's not the church. So we are called to what? Wash the dishes. That's serving. We're called to what? Take out the trash. That's serving. We're, we're called to what? Massage our wives' back. That's serving. We're called to massage our wives' feet at times. That's serving. We're called to what? Show our sons, not send them out to go pick the weeds, but sometimes go out there with them to pick the weeds to show them how to properly pick the weeds so that they can, we can get the roots out, right? Amen. That's serving. The point that I'm trying to make is we're called to serve at home first, then the church. Daniel's ministry started where? At home. His ministry started at home and therefore he can have a public impact. It's no rocket science. Turn with me to Psalms chapters. I mean, not chapters, no chapters in Psalms, excuse me. Turn to Psalm 75. Psalm 75, hold your place in Daniel. Thank you for your patience. We're going to go through this, amen. Psalm 75, line 6 and Seven. Psalm 75, line 6 and 7. Some of your Bible say exaltation. Some of your Bible say promotion in King James. For promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and he exalts another. Now look at Daniel chapter 2. Go back to Daniel chapter 2. We're going to link all this together. Look at verse 21. We just read in Psalms, God puts down and he puts up. Look what Daniel has to say about promotion. He gives you a clue, foreshadows it right here, even with his speech before the king. Verse 21, he says, verse 20, he says, And Daniel and answer said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Here we go, verse 21. And he changes the times and the season. He removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. You see the link there? He puts down and he raises up. What am I saying? All promotions, whether in Psalms or in Daniel, comes from who? From God. From the Lord. If we live our lives truly acknowledging God in all our ways, we don't have to worry about promotions. Daniel wasn't intending on being promoted, but from the scripture, Daniel intended on being what? Faithful to God and God alone and with and to God 
and to God alone without what? Compromise. Daniel didn't intend to get promoted. He intended to what? Take a stand for God. A lot of times we, uh, you, you guys see it on your job. I know I see it on my job sometimes. You know, some guys be kissing all kind of butt of the supervisor. Hey, I'm, I'm talking to men in here, right? They be kissing all kind of butt of the supervisor. Instead of just putting your head down, plowing the field, and God will do the, do the rest. You don't have to kiss somebody's butt. Look, I told I told, I told it, I'm a lineman by trade. I told, I told this one guy, I said, man, I don't kiss nobody but, but only one person. And you don't look like her and you ain't my wife. The point is, we shouldn't have to do any gimmicks or tricks to get promoted. Just trust God. Be faithful to God. Be faithful in your job. Work unto the Lord on your job. God will promote you in what? Due season, due time. Daniel was faithful to God without compromise. He was the reed not shaken by the wind of persuasion, if you will. He represented a true man of God. A man of God always acknowledges God, receives gifts, and does what is good by others. Let's look, let's look check the record. Verse 40, 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. So we already acknowledge the fact that Daniel acknowledges God. But look, Daniel receives gifts of men. So look, the king answered Daniel and said, truly your God is the God of, of gods, Lord of kings and revealer of seekers since you could reveal this secret. Notice that a pagan gives God the credit. Why does the pagan, this pagan king, give God the credit? Because Daniel was willing to be a witness. Let me hang out here right now. <laughs> how many men, how many, no, how many of us are willing to be a witness for the Lord? A lot of, a lot of people say, uh, you know, my life is a witness. Yes, amen, we get that, we get that. But being a witness involves your lips, your mouth, and your speech. Amen. The primary, in order to be a witness, you got to spread the good news. God is calling all of us to spread the good news, brothers. He wants to use all of us as ambassadors. If you, th if you look on the news... There's no hope. If you look at politicians, there's no hope. If you look at what's going over in Israel, there's no hope for those who don't know God. God wants to use us, young or old, at such a time as this, even like Daniel, to make an impact in the life of someone who do not know him. Daniel was willing to plant and to water at the same time. Why do you know that, preacher? He acknowledged God. He was a witness. We see this pagan king even acknowledging the God of Daniel whom he served. And then it says, verse 48, Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts 
and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of, of Babylon. Before this, Daniel wasn't even over the wise men. He got promoted twice, if you will. Over the providence and over the wise men. I think the wise men should be grateful that he got promoted over them. You know why, right? He helped preserve their lives. But we see later on in the chapters, these same wise men, they some haters when it comes to the Jews. Anti-Semitic. Isn't that just like uh, those who don't believe in God? You help them, you love on them, your enemies, and they still want to smear your name in the mud. But Daniel, I like Daniel. He was a man that acknowledged God, but he received gifts of men, but he also was good to others. How do you know that? Look at verse 49. Also, Daniel petitioned the king and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of, in the, gate of the king. Daniel was a man that faced a hard reality. Death was looming over his head and the wise man uh, head by the decree of Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel promotion came in several ways. Number one, he received the praise of men. Proverbs 27 and 2 says, Let another man praise thee and not thy own mouth, a stranger and not thy own lips. Daniel wasn't a conceited man, but he was a man that was God-centered and not self-centered. How many of us have been guilty or perhaps even now are more self-centered than God-centered? The key to promotion is being God-centered and not what? Self-centered. Help, help preach out now. <laughs> Point number two. He received the gift of men. Proverbs 16, 7, if you want to write this down. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Remember, a decree was declared over Daniel's life. And, and we could acknowledge that at that point, Nebuchadnezzar was kind of like an enemy. But because Daniel devoted himself unto the Lord, even his enemies was at peace. God made it. He worked the situation out. Amen. And lastly, Proverbs eighteen sixteen. if you want to write that down, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I like that. Remember, God had blessed Daniel... In dreams and in visions. Remember, that was part of his gift. Let me hang out there. If you want to be promoted by God, you need to operate in your spiritual gift. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. If you want to be, I'm in the Bible. If you want to be promoted by God, we all need to operate in our spiritual gifts. Say that one more time. If you want to be promoted by God, we must operate in our spiritual gift. Notice that Daniel's gift brought him before a great man, which was Nebuchadnezzar. What was his gift? To interpret dreams and visions. God used his gift, gave Daniel the gift. Daniel used the gift for God's glory. Let me ask you this question. Are you using God's gift? No. Let me rephrase that because we're in the Bible. Are we using God's gift for God's glory?
That's all of us. From the pulpit to the pew. All of us. No, one, no one's exempt. Daniel used his godly gift to influence and impact the life of others. Daniel acknowledged God. Daniel had accepted the gift. Daniel asked for others to assist him. I like that. Daniel asked or petitioned the king, and he did not forget his friends. I like Daniel. How many like Daniel? How many people know on your job you didn't help this, this dude get promoted, trained him, and they forget to acknowledge that you helped him? Am I the only one? <laughs> Daniel was a man that he acknowledged his friends. He did not forget them. He asked on their behalf. Why would Daniel do that? Why would he petition the king on behalf of his friends? I'm glad you asked. Daniel remembered the men who stood with him when it counted the most. Remember, all the wise men's head were on a chopping block. Daniel received the bad news like a fighter takes a devastating blow on the chin. But instead, Daniel went home. And according to Daniel chapter 2, verse 17, he told his friends to join him in prayer. I like that because Daniel didn't forget those men who not only stood with him, but most importantly, he didn't forget the men who bowed with him. I'm going to stop right there. We need men that are be willing to bow with us in prayer. I think Jason, God used him today. There might be some unconfessed sin that you are struggling with. You need to tell another brother in here tonight that they may join with you in prayer, that you may be an overcomer and not a reed shaken by the wind. You could be struggling with pornography. You could be struggling with procrastination. You could be struggling with covetousness, whatever you're struggling with. We have brothers here in this room that we can go to that's mature enough to not only stand with you, but to what? Bow with you. How many brothers in the room will be willing to stand and bow with another brother tonight if they'll be willing to share and confess? Daniel he acknowledges his friend that stood with him, but those also who bow with him. I'm going somewhere. James 5, 16 says this. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Prayers can accomplish what guns, fists, and bombs can never accomplish. Jesus says it like this in Luke Chapter 18 and 1 says, men ought to always pray and not faint. Daniel's promotion was tied to his prayer life. If we want God to promote us, then we must be men willing to have a, a constant prayer life, not for riches or power, but simply out of devotion and love for the Lord. I'm done. That's it. My prayer is that God would stir up the gifts that's in us. 
that God will ignite our hearts to be men of prayer and to what? To use our spiritual gifts for his glory. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, O God, for your grace, your mercy, and your love. We thank you for the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that gives gifts unto men. The gift of salvation. The free gift of salvation. But not only that, he gives spiritual gifts through the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live for you, Lord. Help us to be men that have spines, that are not shaken by the reed, by the wind. Be men that are not, not soft, not wimpy men, not cheese puff Christians, but men of valor, mighty men of valor. Men that, that not only stand for God, but that will bow the knee unto God. When no one's looking, to be men of integrity, to shut the TV off, to flee from youthful us, to acknowledge God in all our ways that you direct our path. We thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, your love. Help us to be the mighty men that you called us to be, to dare to be a Daniel without compromise. All promotions come from you, Lord. We thank you for our jobs. We thank you for our homes. We thank you for our families. We thank you for another day to serve you, to love you. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.